0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Vaj salvora As for the first time on this platform, we are going to talk about the upcoming Cricket World Cup, the 2023 Cricket World Cup, which is to be played in India. And the reason why we are going to talk about that Cricket World Cup which is happening in a couple of months time is because Australia have become the first nation to reveal their squad for the upcoming tournament and it is filled with so many surprises and so many nippets and snippets and interesting decisions that i couldn't help but create and record this podcast so yeah sit back and enjoy as we talk about the australian squad the surprises which the which they have thrown into the mix and yeah let's get going and let's let's start by naming the australian squad because that's where let's start by naming the squad and we'll go further into and discuss the inclusions and the exclusions as we go along so the australian squad for the 2023 world cup so they have named a 18 man squad which will be cut down to a 15 man squad so three players from the current squad will be removed as far as the world cup is concerned but prior to playing in the world cup in india Australia are going to travel to South Africa for a limited overs tour I think they're playing three T20s and five one-day internationals So this is the squad for the five one-day international which they are going to face which They are going to play in South Africa and I think after that tour Maybe they'll remove three players for the World Cup. So here goes the Australian squad Pat Cummins as the captain Sean Abbott Aston Agar Alex Carey, Nathan Ellis, Cameron Green, Aaron Hardy, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Josh English, Mitchell Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Tanvir Sangha, Steve Smith, Mitchell Marsh, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Toynus, David Warner and Adam Zampa quite a strong squad if you personally ask me there are so many good one day players so many good limited overs players in that squad and it's so good to see the likes of Mark Marcus Stoinis and Glenn Maxwell return to the Australian squad because they have been playing Test cricket for quite some time now they played the Border Gavaska trophy then they won the World Test Championship final then they retained the ashes against england recently so we haven't seen the likes of glenn maxwell marcus toinus sean abbott adam zampa and uh possibly nathan uh, nathan english jo- uh, nathan ellis josh english those kind of players for quite some time now and it's uh really good to see them back but if you listen carefully while i was reading the australian squad you might have noticed or you might have felt odd or you might have felt the fact that i have forgotten to name someone and that someone is manas Labushin. so let's talk about him because you are not you are right manas labushen was not there in the squad which i just read on this podcast is because and that's that's right yeah manas labushen has been dropped from the australian one day setup so let's start by talking about him because this is one of the major news as far as the australian squad is concerned that they have dropped a relatively well-known and high-profile player for the World Cup. So, yeah, let's talk about him, shall we? Before we talk about the exclusion of Manas Labushen, let's get one thing straight, and that is the fact that Manas Labushain is one of Australia's best batsmen when it comes to test match setup. Yes, he, had ha- he has had a few hiccups here and there during the 2023 calendar year, but i think the talent and uh, and the talent which he possesses there is no doubt in my mind that he is arguably one of australia's best test match player uh, as i mentioned he's had a few ups and downs in this uh in this year in the 2023 calendar year he didn't have the best of the border gavaskar series up until the fourth test match at old trafford he had had a few he has had a few starts here and there but he was he didn't fa- he didn't capitalize on those starts and he was kind of how shall i put it he was kind of failing if if that's the right word to be honest because he was getting starts we were not converting their those starts into a big score he kind of did that in the fourth test match at old trafford where he scored that 111 but outside of that he didn't have the best time in the test setup as well and as far as the one day format is concerned labushane has been struggling and has not been you know getting those big scores getting those match winning totals like you expect from a middle order batsman like you see Virat Kohli come out there at number three he gets you so many good runs match winning innings something which you expect from a player like Manas Labushain but unfortunately for Australia that is not the case I have some stats open right in front of me of of Manas Labushain's ODI career since 2022 so year and a half let's say he's played 16 innings and he scored just 374 runs at an average of 25. Now that's not good enough if you want to be your country's or your nation's number three batsman, your primary number three at an average of 25 and a striker of 75. That doesn't do you world of good. And in those 16 innings, he's gone past 50 just three occasion, on, on three occasions and has not scored a tonne so that's that's really surprising to see that a player like manas labushin or like a player with manas labushin's caliber is struggling so hard in the odi setup because let's be honest he's got all the shots in the book to be successful in the odi format in the limited overs format but unfortunately for australia that's not been the case like 50 just 350s in 16 innings and an average of 25. Let's say if you had an average of 25, but a strike rate of 120, you could be a really good lower order batsman. Someone like Marcus Marcus Toyner, someone like Glenn Maxwell. So, but he's a top order batsman, and you expect that average to be somewhere around 40, 45, if you want to succeed being the number three, because the the curious case with the number three batsman is that basically you could be an opener in half of the matches you play you you can always you can always see an opener getting out early and you are basically going there after just a couple of hours to face the new ball so you expect a lot more impact from your number three batsman and unfortunately for australia that has not been the case with manas labushane so i completely understand why they've decided to you know drop labushane out because let's be honest even if they lose manas labushane's caliber they still have a number of players who can step in and play in that number three slot or in or anywhere in the middle order so based on the current australian squad let's try and predict how their batting lineup will look like now that we are aware that manas Labushen is not going to take part in the 2023 cricket world cup now don't get me wrong there could be an injury to someone or the other let's say Steve Smith picks up a knock whilst playing against South Africa in South Africa during this limited overs format tour, which they are going to embark on in a month's time. Let's say he's injured. Now, if he's injured, you can expect Manas Labushin to be the number one player to replace him just because he is Manas Labushin and he has the pedigree, he has the caliber to succeed as far as uh, the ODI format is concerned. So I am not saying that the doors are completely closed for Labushin to play at the world cup but since he's not been named in the 18 man squad it's going to be really difficult for him to break into this Australian setup now so but yeah coming back to the point uh to cut uh, to cut a long story short I talk a bit too much here but yeah let's try and predict the Australian batting lineup for their ODIs against South Africa and for the world cup as well so if you guys remember Australia played three one-dayers and they won that series against India which was right before the IPL they played that three one-day internationals I think one of them was at uh, Mumbai, Chennai if I'm not wrong so yeah in in that particular series uh, Travis Head and Mitchell Marsh opened the innings for Australia because David Warner had the had that fractured had that fracture in his arm or finger or somewhere which saw him miss out on two test matches of the border Gavaskar trophy and the subsequent one day international series which followed soon after that so it was travis head and mitchell marsh who opened the innings but now looking at the australian squad let's pull it up real quick yeah there it is uh david warner is in the squad so and if david warner is in the squad you expect him to open the innings so i guess David Warner would open with Travis Head. Now, you could make an argument stating that you want Mitchell Marsh to open the innings just because it gives you a left-hand right-hand combination at the very top. You we have seen how good left-hand right-hand combination work as far as the ODI format is concerned. We have already seen uh, the likes of Rohit Sharma and Shikhar Dhawan do so well for India uh, during the uh, during the pre-COVID. Tours and uh, World Cups and ICC tournaments which India played in. So you could make that argument that Warner and Head are not the right opening pair because both of them are left-handed. So you might want to put Mitch Marsh up there somewhere. Don't And let's be honest, Mitch Marsh didn't only play well in that ODI series which was against India a few months back. He's also had a good Ashes series as well. So he's coming into the the limited overs and the odi odi season in some good form which you will expect him to carry into the world cup because he he's well aware of the indian conditions he's played quite a lot of games in india be it for australia be it for beat it in the ipl for the for teams like delhi capitals so you could make an argument for mitchell marsh to be at be an opener in that regard if mitchell marsh is opening the innings with david warner and then I expect Travis Head to be at number three and Steve Smith at four. But for the time being, I'm keeping the opening pair of Warner and Head. Before we uh, dwell further forward, uh, let me just quickly remind you that there is no Usman Khwaja in the ODI setup as well. I think he was part of the Australian squad when they played in the 2019 World Cup in England and Wales. I think he was in the squad then, but he's not in the squad right now. So it's Warner and Head to open. I'll put Mitchell Marsh at number 3, Steve Smith at 4, then you have 5, 6 and 7. I'm expecting Cameron Green to come in, then Glenn Maxwell at 6 and Alex Carey at 7. You could probably crop and change 5, 6, uh, five, six, seven based on the scenario. If if let's say the, the third wicket has fallen relatively later in the innings and you have got just 10 overs, you can probably... Uh, promote someone like Glenn Maxwell up the order if you want to uh, get some quick fire runs toward the end of the innings or if you have lost three quick wickets then you might want to give someone like Cameron Green a go because he can you know stabilize the innings and play his shots around and then take on the bowler towards the latter stages of the Australian innings so th- those are some really good options as far as the Australian management is concerned so that's good to see then you have Alex Carey coming in at number seven so by naming these this numbers this top seven which goes as follows it's Warner Head Marsh Smith Green Maxwell and Carey I think you have already gotten something like 15 or 20 overs in there Mitchell Marsh can bowl Cameron Green is a good option and so is Glenn Maxwell so that's really good as far as the balance of the side is concerned and then you can name three proper fast bowlers and a spinner like you can either go with Cummins Stark and Hazelwood the tried and tested with Adam Zampa being your spinner or you can have a few few newbies like uh, Nathan Ellis in the uh, in the in the team you can also play the likes of Aston Agar if you want to you know give Adam Zampa a rest but I feel like Zampa Cummins, Stark and Hazelwood will be Australia's go-to bowling uh, in the World Cup. So if you have a good stable top seven, which can also give you 15-20 overs if you need it, let's say someone's picked up a knock or someone's having a day off, you you can bank on the likes of Mitch Marsh and Glenn Maxwell to give you some overs. So the balance of the Australian side is really, really good but that leads me to talk about the Australian captain which is uh, Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins probably had v- not not to say the best Australian at the Ashes because that was Mitchell Stark because he eventually won the player of the series but Pat Cummins was really really good not only with the ball but he showed his prowess with the bat as well and it was really really nice to see Pat Cummins uh, play well on the highest stage and it I could forgive cricket fans for forgetting the fact that Pat Cummings is actually the captain of the limited overs sorry the one day international side of things as well because Australia have not played competitive ODI cricket for a really long time now and when they played India in that series in the three match series right before the IPL I think it was Steve Smith who captained Australia on that occasion and not Pat Cummings so it is it is something which can be which cricket fans can forget that Pat Cummings is actually the captain of the Australian ODI setup as well but yeah he is but there are a few doubts about his fitness as well I have an article f- opened here right in front of me from the ICC website and it says that uh, captain Pat Cummings will be racing against the clock to be fit for the opening contest of the world cup after it was revealed that the fast bowler picked up a fractured wrist during the recent Ashie series against England, Cummins has been advised to let the injured area rest for six weeks, and the right armor is hoping to return to playing prior to the commencement of the World Cup. So, a few question marks here and there as far as Pat Cummins' fitness is concerned, but um, by the look of this article, it feels like he should be back fit as for the world cup there's still a couple of months remain and uh, he has plenty of time not only to be fit for the world cup but he can play in those one day internationals against south africa as well not the whole series because the injured part is going to take six weeks but he can come up and return towards the latter stages of that south africa innings and then carry carry on playing in the world cup as far as the australian world cup schedule is concerned they have um, their opening game on the 8th of october in chennai against host india so let's and the and the time i'm recording this podcast is 7th of august so exactly two months after they've named their squad they're going to play in the world cup so i think it gives enough time for pat cummins to return from injury so, yeah, that is quite good. And as I mentioned, that the strength and depth of this Australian squad is so, so good. Let's say you are not going to have someone like Pat Cummings in that South African ODI series. You you still have Sean Abbott. You still have Nathan Ellis. You can go with an extra spinner if you want. You have picked the likes of Tanveer Sanga. You have Aston Agar, as I mentioned. You can even have an extra all-rounder in the form of Marcus Stoiners, which will lengthen your batting and will give you good overs here and there as well so there are so many permutations combinations possible with uh, the squad which Australia have announced so it's really really good to see and it feels like a really strong squad from the outside let's briefly talk about the two new inclusions in the Australian squad as well and those being Aaron Hardy and Tanvir Sangha Aaron Hardy, another one of those Western Australian all-rounders. He's 24 years old. He's played for the Perth Scorchers in the BBL, has represented Australia at the under-19s level as well. And he's had a decent first-class career, don't get me wrong. A highest score of 174. He has 1,322 runs from 26 matches as well at, a, at an average of 42, which is quite good. He's limited overs career has been quite little and he's not played too many limited overs in his career he's played 16 least list A matches he's played 46 games in the t20 format as well and he's able to score at a strike rate of 136 in t20 so it it goes to goes to show that he's one of those cameron green kind of players who can come down the order and tonk the ball here and there he's decent with the ball as well he's picked up 51 wickets in first class cricket he's picked up 21 wickets in t20 and 15 in list a uh in his list a career as well so i think he's one of those how shall i put it uh one of those wild card entries which you tend to see get picked for the world cups and for the I- big icc tournaments as well so it is really good to see someone like uh aaron hardy get his opportunity in this australian side don't get me wrong being an indian living in the uk i I didn't know much about Aaron hardy before recording this podcast but stating his stat statistics from the esp and info website i feel like he's a decent player and i think he's done really well to warrant a place in this australian side because in his recent first class game for australia a, he did score 115 against new zealand A, which was back in april so a few months back don't get me wrong but i think he's done well i think he warrants his place based on the, the statistics and the promise which is shown and moving into uh, moving to uh, Tanvir Sangha as well. Another one of these uh, young Australians coming through. Leg break. Right arm leg break. So there is the reason why he is being picked into the pro- provisional squad. The 18-man squad is because being a spinner always gives you an upper hand when the big ICC tournaments are happening in, in the Indian subcontinent. That is the reason why one can expect someone like tanvir sangha to be picked he's picked up uh 37 wickets in t20 cricket uh he bowls at an economy of 7.46 which is quite good as far as t20 cricket is concerned his economy in list a where he's played just five games though he's it's 5.12 so yeah good economy rate and i feel like could be a wild card but Unfortunately for Tanvi Sangha, I feel like Australia have a good array of spin bowlers in their squad. They have the likes of Glenn Maxwell, who can bowl part time. You have frontline spinners in the form of Esther Nagar and Adam Zampa. Do you need another spinner altogether? They say when you play limited overs format, be it T20 or ODIs, you need at least three spinners when you are playing in the Indian subcontinent, but I feel like Australia do tick those boxes. They have Zampa, they have Ashton Agar, and then they have Glenn Maxwell. Now, you could make an argument stating that only one of Zampa or Agar would play. And if you pick Maxwell then, then you just have two spinners. But I think that's the way Australia roll, to be honest. They, They would rather have Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood rather than get an additional spinner, although talking about it additional play additional spinner does make sense you can either play stark and cummins or hazelwood or cummins because cummins is the captain so he's going to play and then you can play agar and zampa because you already have a quick in cameron green you're already or you are going to play mitch marsh up the order as well so you have got part-time quicks as well so there is an argument which can be made in favor of aston agar and zampa both playing together but yeah Tanvi Sangha, another good youngster coming through. He's played for the Sydney Thunder. He's been part of the Birmingham Phoenix squad as well in the 100. And uh, how has he done recently? Let's have a look. Um, Picked up 4 for 56 back in June whilst playing for the Australia A side against Sri Lanka A. So that's in his favour. But yeah, Hardy and Sangha are some players which uh, will be kept an eye on heading into the world cup but it is really 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 good to see uh youngsters getting a go even though they might not be picked heading into the 15-man world cup squad so yeah that was a quick reaction of australia's world cup squad well not only the world cup squad but also the squad for the upcoming one day series against south africa but primarily this was the provisional squad for the world cup as far as the Australian side is concerned well that and to be honest that was not the only squad which Australia named today they also named the T20I squad for the three match series against South Africa and it goes as follows if you are interested Mitch Marsh is going to captain that side then there's Sean Abbott, Jason Berendorf, Tim David, Nathan Ellis, Aaron Hardy finds a place in this squad as well Travis Head, Josh English as their only wicketkeeper and spencer johnson glenn maxwell matthew short steve smith marcus Stoinis, and adam zampa so a few few inclusions here and there like few newbies like like with the likes of spencer johnson in there aaron hardy is there it's good to see tim david return to the australian setup as well surprising that he's not made a cut into the odi setup as well but tim david is kind of a t20 specialist isn't he so it makes sense why he is not finding a place in the australian odi setup well apart from that uh, i think it's time to wrap things up but before we wrap up let me briefly mention the australian odi squad for the world cup what yet again and it goes as follows Pat Cummins as the skipper, Sean Abbott, Aston Agar, Alex Carey, Nathan Ellis, Cameron Green, Aaron Hardy, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Josh English, Mitch Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Tanvir Sangha, Steve Smith, Mitchell Marsh, Mitchell Stark, Marcus Toynus, David Warner and Adam Zampa. That's the squad. That's the at least the 18-man squad as far as the Australian side is concerned. Looking into their squad... It kind of is scary and I won't be surprised if they make it through to the semi-finals, possibly even the final at the Narendra Modi Stadium in Ahmedabad. Are they the favorites? Well, I'm not quite sure. I still believe it is india and england who are the favorites heading into the world cup india because it's home conditions and england because they always do well when it comes to limited overs format but yeah this australian squad is probably up there probably third as far as the favorites ranking is concerned Uh, and i expect them to be one of the power hitters in the tournament as far as the odi series against south africa is concerned that is expected to be a close call because Austri- because South Africa will be expected to name a really strong squad with the likes of Quinton de Kock, Aidan Markram, there's Rossi van de Dusen who does well and obviously that bowling lineup is really strong with the likes of Kakiso Rabada, Lungi Ngidi, and Marco Janssen and Rick Nokia is there as well. Keshav Maharaj as the spinner. So South Africa do possess a really strong squad as well. So it's going to be a really interesting series heading into the World Cup. Uh, no prediction as for now that will be reserved for a future podcast uh, but yeah if you enjoyed this uh, short podcast on discussing and reacting to the australian provisional squad for the world cup then make sure you are liking sharing and subscribing on youtube if you are listening this on spotify or apple podcast then make sure you are giving me those wonderful five star ratings however for the time being this is me Watsalvora signing off ciao for now Bored Social Podcast Network.